It's what we do, baby! This is Race Wars. Race Wars. I have the power! Yeah! How's it feel? With Kurt Metzger. You're out of your fucking mind, dude. And Sherrod Small. Saddle down, bitch. Race Wars. Race Wars in the building, back in the build race wars. We them boys. Uh, Karen, what you been up to? Oh my God, I'm watching Dexter <laughs> and freaking myself out because my parents keep sending me stories about how New York is supposedly on fire and Dexter's loose in Miami and like, it feels like everything's finally falling apart. Like Dexter the TV show that used yes, to be on? Yes, Dexter the TV show. Are you not familiar? He murders yes. people, but he's good, but he's bad. Like, it's a whole thing. He's white, he's bad. James, welcome to the show. Sherrod, once again, the war of the races. <laughs> I like how you sound all crisp and clear, like a billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> Just got, I've got the fancy mic and yeah. my own home studio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it sounds Ready great. And expensive. No, it's okay. It's, uh, I, I get discounts. And Nat, welcome back, Nat. What's up? What's up? A lot going on in that, uh, that country of yours, huh? Yeah, that's when you like to bring me on. <laughs> yeah, when things are ablaze. <laughs> that's when you're a hot commodity. <laughs> Sherrod, what have you been up to, Sherrod? I'm just, you know, making the most of it, missing a stage mostly, but, you know, doing a whole bunch of podcasts and stuff like that. They try to keep things going, but yeah, just wait. I'm waiting for the stage to come back. I need it. Have you gone on the road at all? Have you done any comedy around? No, I haven't. I had a show uh, uh, that I had uh, booked for last Tuesday in Royster, Pennsylvania, but uh, the weather, the weather affected it. It was a storm came through and canceled all that. It's like mm -hmm. comedy's like baseball right now. We we're affected by the weather. Yeah, so, uh, rain and, out. And you make seventy million a year. Whoa, that's no, I don't. My math is your math. Oh, I thought I thought you said it was like baseball. I was, I was sorry, I was yeah, confused. but the Negro League. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nat, so tell, so what's going on in, uh, in Lebanon? What's what's um, we all saw the explosion. Uh, 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 I agree, everybody saw the explosion that took place. Proper introduction Natalie's a comic in New York from Lebanon, right? Hey, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> So yes. you're, you're from Lebanon, like you're, you're born there and you're a dual citizen or your parents are from there and now they're here? No, I'm so I'm born and raised there. Oh. Right. And my parents are still there and my brothers are still there. Um, wow. You're the yeah, I moved here five years ago. Yeah, I think you talked about that uh, before on Race Wars that uh, your parents, everybody was still there. Now, how, how are they doing? Are they good or what the fuck? They're not. They're physically okay. Um, I don't think anyone is good. Right. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's still so weird to talk about it because it's still so fresh. Um, what but was it's the explosion? Like, well, they're like the explosion. They said it was like what they had, something sitting in a dock for years? So it happened at our port. And okay. so our port is where all the import comes from. We get the food from there. We get like everything comes through the port. And apparently there was chemicals that were stored at the port since 2013. Right. Made of, so the chemicals were made of ammonium nitrate, which is a highly combustible chemical, but it doesn't just explode by itself. It takes a lot to get ammonium nitrate to explode. Um, right. So what they say, they saying somebody did it uh, deliberately? Yeah. So there's nothing final that's being said, and I don't think we're ever going to have a real answer. Right. 
I think they're going to hide it until they die because I think the source of it is something that's really that if it comes out would be really bad. Um, now, the white the, man. I always say the white man's behind it somehow. James, <laughs> what you do? Arabs are not white. Nothing. Um, yeah, well, we're, I know, but the interests. I'm talking about the interests in the region. There's we're, no white person on this show right now. Zero. We're eggshell. We're like off white. <laughs> so who do they think did it? Do they think it's an extremist, a Muslim extremist? Do they think that U.S. No. government? No, we don't know, and I'm not gonna. You know, I don't want to speculate here because then I'm on record. So since there's nothing final, I'm, we don't know, but it looks like maybe the person or the, the group or the party or whatever, whoever the group responsible is, maybe did not know when they bombed. Because there was two, there was kind of two explosions, right? There was an initial fight or something got exploded or burnt initially. Right. And then everybody was at their window being like, what the fuck is going on? And then the second explosion happened because of the ammonium nitrate that got caught on fire one was a so, explosion and then one was an accidental explosion because it set off the ammonium nitrate we don't know if it's accidental here's the thing we a lot of people say they heard an airplane before mm. but that's being shut down okay and so we don't know we don't know what it is exactly but no matter what it is the reality is if the ammonium nitrate wasn't there, it would not have caused what it caused. Now, so how, how did that get there in the first place? I'm hearing that it was confiscated from someone. Right. So that's what they say. They say it was stopping in Beirut, but it was going to be sent elsewhere. But then I've been reading things that are saying that it never actually was meant to go elsewhere. It was meant to go to Beirut because an order that big and of, of a chemical that important and that combustible. Yeah. Like if you're ordering something like that, you're not just going to leave it somewhere in another country. Right. If you so order where, that, you fucking right. need that. So where did it come from in the first place? What's the source? I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting which country it came from. Uh, and, and white daughter, what, find that out. White daughter. What, what's, what's going on on the ground right now? You mentioned your parents are not fine. Like what, what was the toll? What, your, what are your parents going through right now? So the, the thing is, you know, an explosion like this one, we've never seen, um, never. We've seen war, we've seen multiple bombs. We've never seen anything like that because usually when you have a bomb, it's in a small street. Yeah. It usually hits a few dozen people or something like that. And usually you call one person that you know that lives around there and if they're okay and you know, people who are around are okay, you're like, whatever, that's good. Right. Manageable. But this one hit the whole city. The whole city got destroyed. Like half of Beirut is gone and the wow. other half is in shambles that they're trying to rebuild. So, and I live there. I swear I grew up, all my friends live there. So all my friends' homes are destroyed or, you know, impacted. I have a bunch of friends who ended up in the hospital. Um, and, you know, I know, thankfully, I don't know anyone personally who passed away. I don't have like a good friend, but I have friends who've lost close ones. Um, and so right now we're basically at the rebuilding period. So my grandparents' home was completely destroyed. Um, and so my grandparents have my mom, so they left, their home is inhabitable right now. So they're living with my parents, wow. but there's a lot of people who don't have anywhere to go. So this explosion, which, you know, kind of almost obliterated the city, left 300,000 people homeless. Right. Um, and they're 
trying to, so a lot of people have opened their doors um, to people who lost their homes. But the problem now with that and with the people being on the street trying to help. So the government did nothing, nothing. They're not helping out. They're not giving aid. Damn government. That's why I say I hate governments. Do they usually though? Is this like, do they usually provide services when something no, happens and now they're just profusely absent? So this is just business as usual for them. Well, and also think about it. This is, I'm assuming Lebanon was locked down to some extent um, during the pandemic. So probably Lebanon, Beirut was already in financial distress. Now this happens. What other, yeah. the question is more, what other countries can kind of come together to help Lebanon out here? Anything. Anyone, because here's the thing, we were going through, we're going through, before Corona even, even happened, let's put COVID on the side. We were going through the worst economical collapse of our recent history. We've right. never seen anything like that. Things that I, when I was there in December, things that I would buy for $3, like if I would buy rice for $3, you go to the supermarket right now, it costs 15 Wow. So people can't even buy food anymore. Like it's impossible and they're not making money. So it was already a complete and utter disaster. And then COVID hit and Lebanon went into lockdown, but then they opened back up again because, you know, it was, it was going fine. And then in the last three weeks, the, uh, the cases have been spiking because they got too comfortable too fast. And then the explosion happened in the, in the week of our peak. Right. Wow. And some of the best and, you know, and the most developed hospitals in Lebanon are in the city. And a lot of them have been destroyed as well wow. or are in shambles. And, you know, they had to move people, they have to move people around. And so now the hospitals are at complete capacity with COVID patients and people who've been wounded from the explosion. And they're going into full lockdown again because it's out of control. And so, and our port has been hit and our port is where the medicine comes in from. Oh, cool. so it's just like, so when you ask me what's going on in Lebanon, I just don't know where to start because it's just so many different things well, that are happening at once, but it's a complete disaster. What, what are your parents doing? Like what's, what's, what's best practices right now for them? So my dad is at home um, because he's, so he has a foot infection because of his diabetes, can't move. So it's good because he can't move in. He was actually in the hospital, but they had to remove him from the hospital because they started getting COVID patients in the hospital and it was getting out of control. So they're like, you need to stay with your infection. Just get out of here. There's like, get, it's not foot time. It's COVID time. Anybody with foot injuries, beat it. <laughs> <laughs> Hop your ass on out of the hospital now. They're like something goes wrong, ampu- amputated at home. That's right. Don't come back here. Became an amputation kit that you can do from home. <laughs> a little box and instructions. <laughs> they're in Chinese. <laughs> So yeah, he's at home. My mom is a lawyer. She works, but she's been working from home. But my mom has been a little traumatized because my mom, my mom's office exploded when she was in it. So she was in it. Yeah. So the good thing about my mom living through war for a very long time is that she knows what to do in specific, in specific situations. And she heard the first explosion. And so when she heard the first explosion, she got out of her office and she went into the corridor because she was like, I got to get away from the windows because they thought it was like they were getting attacked. People were like, is that Israel attacking us? People were right. like, and usually when That's we what they do, come on now, Karen, admit it. <laughs> then I'm just going to give everybody a pass right now. because It's been a terrible tragedy. <laughs> we're not Wait, Karen, are you, Isra- are you Israeli? I, I am Israeli. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why. Karen's more Jewish than me. Yeah. Right. Straight from the factory. 
<laughs> it's it's true. I mean, like my parents are really, really like I'm Israeli. I consider myself Israeli, but I'm like American. You know what I mean? And right. um, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I have no like. I don't have like strong political feelings about Lebanon or whatever. Like that, my yeah. parents would like be the custodians of the strong politics in the family. But yeah. Um, yeah, this is like absolutely heartbreaking and it's upsetting. And honestly, I don't know that Israel hasn't sent aid. Like that's a very Israeli thing to do. I just like don't know what the status of that is. I don't know what the status of that is either. And also when I say um, like, so people thought it was Israel because there's been commotion between Israel and there's been commotion at the border at that time, right. like two days, three days earlier. So people were like, oh, is there war now? Right. So and usually the last war we've had with Israel was in 2006. When you hear the first bomb, there's a second one coming and there's a third one coming. It's airplanes that are just shooting. So that's what she thought it was. Right. So she just immediately got away from the windows and went inside between the two walls. And when she was inside between the two walls, the second almost nuclear explosion went off crazy crazy and her office kind of like her the windows and the ceiling got shattered so if she was still sitting in there it could have been really bad but she kind of found refuge in the corridor wow can you just imagine though she's at work and she goes to run to the corridor and an asshole boss is like karen (laughs) it's not over yet Whatever her name is, your mom. And then she's like, fuck you, Barry. And then she goes in the corridor and he's blown away. I like how Natalie could be, you know, from Lebanon, but still white enough that her mom could be called a Karen. Yeah. My mom looks looks less white than me, though. I believe that. My mom looks less white. My dad looks very white, which is why. Yeah. Um, your mother like what you like. You know what your mother like now. She like them, them high yellow boys. <laughs> talk about my mom like that, please. <laughs> what she likes? Yeah, she likes your father. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm sorry for disrespecting She likes your father. <laughs> what he looks like. <laughs> yeah, my dad has has blue eyes and almost blonde hair. Yeah. Nice. So everybody in your family safe though. But why? Why did all this? Why did the co- the collapse in the first place start? Is it because of those f- five families that passed power around and uh, never kind let anybody yeah, else so, the political party? Let's talk about that. Yeah. So our political our political leadership in Lebanon, our government is made of like six or seven political parties, which I think I've told you about before. Um, and these guys that lead them were militia and war leaders during the civil war in Lebanon. So from 1975 to 1990, we were politically super, like we had war, you know, groups that came up, militias, basically, of different religions that came to power. And when the war ended, they kind of agreed. They were like, okay, we're going to stop fighting each other. Let's just split the power between each other. So we have one of each religion, basically. Right. And they're war leaders. They're murderers. They're killers. There were people who were fighting the war, who were killing people inside their homes. They're murderers. And so what we say very, you know, very often is that our government leaders are just war leaders who took off their war suits and just put on like a tie and they're just pretending. And so they've been, they've been leading us this whole time, leading us, not really leading us, but they've been in power. And if it's not them who are in power, it's because they got killed and it's their sons. So it's basically the same thing. Find a way. Huh? It's nepotism and nobody new comes in and it's passed it down from son yeah. to father. But... Yeah. And if sometimes somebody do, some pe- new people do come in, but under them. Right. 
So they can't come in unless they're part of one of the parties. So they're still in power. Right. And what they've been doing over the last few years is they've been stealing and stealing and stealing and stealing money. So people who have money in banks in Lebanon can't access it anymore. Their money's gone. The cash is gone. Like if I had like, let's say a thousand dollars in my bank right now and I go and I'm like, I want to take out a hundred. They're like, so we can't give you a hundred. Why? There's no more cash in the banks. In Lebanon? Yeah. So who took the cash? The five families? This yeah, is the, I mean, not the five. I wouldn't say five families. That, like them and their partners, they stole the money, put it in bank accounts outside of Lebanon, and they're just living their lives, and people are starving and dying. But how can you just take – are they, these banks not FDIC? Uh, how do – James, back me that up. The white they're not. They're, they're, they're Lebanese banks. Them. Yeah, wow. well, the leader of the Lebanese banks is now under investigation, but – what are they going to do? It's too powerful, right? And so you can't, you can't do any. They're too powerful. So too I know that's why they, these people are fighting right now because ain't no so, way in the world you're going to tell a nation full of people uh, all the money that was in your bank account is now not in there and we took it and uh, you're not going to have a riot. Everybody's going to burn that fucker down. I think things will yeah. change now. Do you then know? They'll, they'll just leave. They'll move to a uh, uh, penthouse on the Upper East Side. But but they they gotta be like Israel. They gotta be like Jews. They gotta hunt them down. Hunt them down. God damn it. Hunt them down. You know when 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 a time when it wasn't like this. Like why would people in Lebanon put their money in banks in the first place? Do you know what I mean? Like was there a time when it was safe to do that? And now it's just gone. Everything's crazy. Yeah, there was a time where they were able to hide it. So I remember ever since I was a kid. It would be like, I would hear like, they're corrupt, they're corrupt, they're corrupt, they suck, they suck, they suck. But it just became, it's kind of this thing where you just become so accustomed and it just normalizes. So you just stop, you ignore. And when you're a kid in Lebanon, because our parents went through so much horror during the war, they're just like, we just, for the first few, like, I think for the first couple of decades, they were just like, we just don't want more. Just leave everything out. And so, and when we grow up as kids, they're like, don't try to understand the politics. Don't try to ask questions. Let it be. It's how it's always been. So we got, we got shut down a lot as kids and we were just not asked questions and not question things Wow. and just accept them. But I think what's happening now is that enough of the generation that didn't live through the war has become old enough to ask questions, which is what has caused this revolution. I where, can't imagine somebody telling you not to ask questions. <laughs> Can you? Yeah, right. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) That's crazy. So it was a whole generation of that, though. It's a whole generation, yeah. So what will come out of this? Do they have to? How? What? Honestly, I I don't. Just how will they unite? Will the people come together and? push all that out or will the military do they have a military yeah, what happens now because people have no money and now they have no homes and there's explosions happening from negligence or corruption or something yeah. deliberate so when is there like a critical map like so what happens right because i guess there's kind of limited options for your everyday person but there's yeah, a right. lot of people there's a lot of people still so like how do you push the balance in favor of the people is that that's a great question. And that's what people are trying to figure out. They're left right. alone. So people are helping each other. So now it's crazy because my friends who are, you know, they're just young people who like to go out and have fun and party and work. And a lot of them, you know, left Lebanon. Or a lot of them went home and a lot of them stayed there now. Um, 
and they're taking leadership. So what's going on is that my friends who, you know, just are normal young people who live normal, like that's not a normal thing for them, what's going on right now. They just dropped everything. They're inside people's homes every day, breaking and rebuilding everything. They're setting up stations with food, with money, with, with, with resources, with everything they can. So people are on the streets right now helping each other, but a lot of people are left homeless. A lot of people are sleeping in their broken homes. And, and what role could, if any, can countries like neighboring countries like Jordan or Syria play? Like Syria is in a mess by itself, but can, is Jordan, you know, just ethnically how different things are? Like, are they usually pals with Lebanon or what could happen? Yeah, I feel like Jordan is pretty much a Switzerland almost. You know, they don't really, they're one of the rare countries today, I feel like one of the rare Arab countries that are not really in the middle of any commotion. Um, but like, it's how can countries help? I think is a, is a question that's a little bit bigger than me or my knowledge and how exactly big countries can help. I know France has been getting involved a lot in giving money and, you know, helping organizations, but the most important thing that countries can do or people can do in general right now. So a lot of people are donating money. The most important thing that they need to keep in mind is to not donate anything to the government, nothing. So there's a lot of organizations on the ground that are being created by the people or by relatable organizations. And it's pretty clear online. Like if you go on any Lebanese person's Instagram, you'll know which one it is. Right. But it's just important that it just goes through straight to the organizations and nothing to the government because they just take it. Yeah, they're going to just steal it. But how can you even send it to them if you got like, do the organizations have a bank? And so a lot of organizations are, right. So a lot of organizations are set up outside of Lebanon. Okay, there we go. Uh, so a lot of my friends who are expats who are in London or in New York, there's a bunch of New York ones. There's a bunch of ones in England. There's some in Dubai, some in France. So they're setting up. So it's the Lebanese people outside of Lebanon. They're setting them up in the bank accounts. And then right. they literally take out cash. Right. And give wow. it to the organizations. But and now I think some donations have been so big. I just wonder how they're actually giving them. Is the, can the U.S. help at all? Is the U.S. Do, usually the U.S. historically has, has come in and helped a little bit. Yeah, we always have aid and definitely we always have organizations that go in like the Red Cross and things like that. Yeah. yeah I mean, again, I'm sure there's things the U.S. government can do. It's just, it's over my head. I can't really tell. I, and it, at the human level, everybody around the world can do the same thing, which is donate and raise awareness also. It's just, that's the frustrating thing, right? It's just, everybody talked about it the moment of the explosion because that explosion looked cool to share online. Yeah. I was like, when the movie come out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, but the, the problem is like right now, the aftermath of it is almost worse. And that's when people are just like yeah. not talking, not sharing about it anymore because it's just, you don't have a cool visual yeah, to so pass around it. now. Americans like a sexy uh, video to go with the news story. I mean, yeah, it's not it, sexy it, anymore. It's sad because when it happened, I mean, YouTube and Twitter was literally like a network of snuff videos. Like you, I've never seen so many, so many snuff videos in my life. Like just people right. blowing up right there. Yeah. Right. Now it's over. Is now that, it's over. Now people it's don't a, care it's, about it. Yeah, it's, it's not, it doesn't fit the 24-hour news cycle anymore in, in the United States. Yep. Yeah, right. move on to something else. But yeah, but also like a part of me is like, how can I... So, you know, at the beginning, I was very angry. I was, I 
after I went through the shock and the worry and the sadness, I it turned into anger, into no one cares about us. No one's going to help us. We're just going to keep burning. It's just, that's it. But at the end of the day, I'm like, I don't blame, I mean, everybody has their problems. Each country is going through shit. There's a fucking pandemic. Why would other countries care about us, right? But it's just, I, the reality of it is like, we're in going into a complete, complete disaster. And when it comes to, if you're asking me how the government, the American government can help, I don't know, but I know they're super powerful and I know they've not helped before. They've done things that made things worse. So if you can make things worse, you can p- possibly also make things better if you yeah, want. We can make things better. We can send some aid over there. But yeah, we'll and it's like, it. it's not, I don't know if it's about the aid. I'm just like, I want, I don't know, big political leaders to get ours out. To f- I don't know what the international committee or the international Oh, cool. See, that's going to gonna have to come from the inside out. That's going to have to be the people in the country taking over the government. But how? You get help. But if you get help from, like, a country is invading and taking over your, your government, then that's war. We don't want a country to take over, but we just Not need to over, read, get rid of them. We need these people to be locked up because they're criminals and they're thieves. And we need new people, but we can't get rid of them. They're too powerful. And they're ruling the police and the army. The, the police and the army is following their, 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 their orders. They're not doing anything to help the people. So if the army and the police are against the people. The people, the people, people, up. The people even the people in the army and the police, they got to realize that they the people too, fucking assholes. It's like yeah. you might be in the police, but your family, your aunties ain't, your grandmama ain't. If they out there getting bombed with everybody else, stupid. So just because you got a, a uniform on, you ain't, at some point, they got to realize that. That's what, yeah, that's what you would think, right? It just, it sounds so simple. And that's what people used to tell, like, you would see videos at the beginning of the revolution in October of people yelling at police officers and soldiers and saying exactly what you're saying right now, being like, you're one of us. We're the yeah. same. What the fuck are you doing? You can be a bus driver, dum-dum. They just give me yeah. your cop. But here's yeah, but- the thing. Is it a class system going on in Lebanon that the people who run shit is one class and, and the people who like most complaining is another class? Because that would make a difference too. I mean, they're definitely, the people who are running shit are definitely upper, very upper class. They're very rich, right? Is it like a different religion for them or? No, that's the thing. They're all, they're, they're from all religions. Right. But that's the thing because these were... After the civil war, the, Le- the Lebanese civil war was Christians against Muslims, basic- basically, to simplify it. Cool. So when the war ended, to give each other um, their, you know, a just ending to the war, they were like, okay, so we'll give the Christian Catholics this, we'll give the other Christians this, then we'll give the Sunni Muslims this, and we'll give the Shia Muslims this, and then we'll give the Druze, Druze, not Jews, Druze, which is another Druze. like religion, yeah. and then we'll give them this. So it, things were split up equally between these religious leaders and then it's been the same since so it's literally one of every religion uh that's what well, all of them equally what are druze are they like druid jews <laughs> there, there, it's, it's a very hill it's a confusing religion i don't <laughs> no one knows i don't think really knows how to explain it it's kind of it's kind of muslim i think they believe in muhammad i I'm not sure. I know they believe in reincarnation. Oh, do they? All right. And so they're very strict them. about only marrying each other. They only marry each other? They can't marry yeah. out of the Druness? They don't go out. They don't venture out to other religions. 
Because I think they're the smaller religion, so they want to make sure that it doesn't go extinct. I'm sure some of the Drew dudes out there, you know, smashing other things, but they, <laughs> they but they definitely out there smashing. And I don't care what your religion is, you smash another <laughs> shit. <laughs> now the women, they look down on them doing it. <laughs> well, we look down on women doing it from any religion. Yeah, there we go. She knows her stuff. That's how it goes. No, it's the truth. In 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 an Arab country, anyway, they're like, men, fuck, have fun, go, do your thing. Women, nothing. But then, who are the men gonna fuck? Uh, non listening <laughs> fucking women. Like women, either who are religious, but they loose enough to do what they want to do because like fuck it already. Or women who are not in your religion and they like this. We suck anything. We're from Russia. <laughs> right. <laughs> what? All those every Russians. Time, every time all I think Duran's about to make a point, he just starts saying dumb No, stuff. because they Wait, ship where? Russian girls over to the Middle East like you would not believe. James, yeah, I know. Here. That's actually I, true. I don't know. So I know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, how do you know that? Have you ever been? I've been living, baby. I've been around this world. You're in me. Have you been to the Middle East? I've been everywhere. And they send Ukrainian girls, but a shipload. But a shipload. Just like they fucking send uh, Asian girls up to the Hamptons uh, from Jamaica, Queens, just in advance, just to do nails. All the nail salons in the Hamptons, all those women who work in the Asians, they don't live in the Hamptons, they get bussed from Jamaica, Queens train station every day up to the Hamptons to do nails. Just like you fire men when they ain't there. So that's what they're doing with pussy in the Middle East. <laughs> yeah, but also, um, Thanks, I don't know, Sherrod. <laughs> I am... Um... I don't know if that comparison really works, but I'm dancing. Look at me. <laughs> they do have. There is a lot of. I. It's true. I. I have seen and read about it. Um, the Russians. The that. Russian girls. Yeah. Definitely like Saudi Arabia and. and like yeah, they, they work know. in like they work in like the strip clubs and like the yeah. stuff like that. Like and I don't. Sports. Yeah, I don't think we have any Lebanese women in those strip clubs in no. Lebanon. All the Lebanese women who strip and stuff like that, they in London. Right, exactly. I've, I've been around. <laughs> He's got, you've got like a, a an atlas of women and strip clubs. That's like your geography yeah. class. I mean, it don't hurt yeah. to get information no matter where you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's true. So is the, yeah. does the president of France, does he get along with the Lebanese leaders? Like when he gives aid, does he um, talk to those guys or does he talk directly yeah. to the people? He did both. So he came. So it's not a thing he usually does, but he did come this time. And it was very sad to see how everyone was kind of like, thank you for being here. Right. Oh, my God. And everybody was like passing it around on social media. Like, Look at how amazing this guy is, because that's how insane it is for Lebanese people to see any sort of good leadership that it took another, there was also almost like a, there was a petition and that made me very angry. And a lot of people might disagree with me. Um, you know, I disagree, might, but go huh? ahead. I said, I disagree, but go ahead. <laughs> okay, okay, Sherrod. Um, a petition was going around where people were like, let's sign a petition to get under the French ruling again. Oh, what? Yeah, people were like, we need like, because people were like, it's our only way out of this current government. We just yeah, need- Yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense, but you could do your own shit. That's in- Yeah. Man. So when you say something like that, you're saying we don't have anyone in our country that could handle, you know, being our leader. So we have to go somewhere else, which is insulting. It's kind of- so the, pro 
but it would, it would bring the French muscle, but they can still bring the muscle on behalf of the people if they ask them for it. You don't need Without, a daddy to come in there and be your daddy and show you yeah. how to be a people. Ugh. That sounds like colonialism, but asking for it. But the, the problem is, is like you're going to have to reinvent the entire banking system, whereas you could sort of tuck under the EU um, if you do that. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, they should already just, uh, you know, extend that invitation once the, the people get their shit together. It's like they shouldn't have to give up all control of the fucking natural resources just for right. France to come in and get five families out of it. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you'd be paying France back for the next 50 years. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we just got our independence from them in 1945. Oh, wow. Uh, that's embarrassing running back like this. Oops, we made a mistake. Yeah, yeah. This, that this was one, cool. I was seeing France fucking posting about it. I was like, are you guys stupid? I was like, everybody delete this shit. What the fuck is this? Oh. It's like a it's like a it's like being a little weak girl that your boyfriend that goes back running to a guy that cheated on you. Like what? Yeah, oh weak guy, don't be sexist. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, that, I, I have plenty of those stories, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean it's true, but it's like it's not that black and white, right? Like he makes money, he's hot, you guys look good together, he's got a big dick, like the sex is fire, like it's always like potato potato kind of thing. Like <laughs> France. Yeah, but it's good. Right. But if you work, you know, if you wait your little patience, just work on yourself a little bit, you know, move past it, really think a little bit further. Don't be don't weaken and just be patient and work on yourself. You'll find you'll find someone who treats you better. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly work on ourselves, educate ourselves, read more and then that's work right. out a lot, a lot, a lot of muscles and then go fight. Right, no, nothing that squats can't fix is what I'm hearing. <laughs> Do you feel like you're out of the fight just being over here? Do you want to be back over there, like with some of your pals starting, you know, the street rally yeah. and shit? Yeah, it's been, re it's been, it's been really tough in that front because you do that you, you i think people lebanese people outside of lebanon lived the tra lived a very different trauma right we we lived a moment of i need to call everyone and make sure everyone like i had a moment where i thought my mom was dead because i was like this is really close to her office so it's like you have to make sure everybody's fine you have to go through this and then you're seeing everybody hurting so much and those are your people yeah. and these are your streets like these are the streets i grew up in you know i spend my days there my nights there it could have this bomb could have went off when i was still there so it's just there's a moment of like wait i was supposed to be there but i'm not and now they're going through it and i'm not why am i in a place where i'm safe and they're not that's just not fair i should be with them but then you're like maybe like it's interesting because i was on the phone with my mom today and she was like telling me she was like i never thought there would be a day where i would be happy that you're not here yeah that's and what told me during 11 because i was in europe with your Barnes doing a tour in uh, holland comedy tour and i got there 9 10 got there 9 10 and then 9 11 was the next day and my mother told me I was happy. I was like, what do you mean? Because she was like, I'm sure if you were here, you'd be down there trying to save somebody and get hit in the head with a cinder block and be dead under the rubble. And she was yeah. right. She was right. You grew up in New York, right, Sherrod? Yeah, I grew up in New York. I grew up in Brooklyn. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah. so it's... I, yeah, felt funny. I, I felt weird being away from the action. It's like, I want to go down with my fucking town. Yeah, you do. But then you're like, when I'm here, I can actually help a lot more. Yeah, yeah. 
because I at least I make money that I can send there. Yeah. I know people here that I can help raise awareness. Like it was really nice to see when I was posting about it, a lot of my friends, a lot of comedians were reposting and then I could see their friends reposting and their friends. So like you're broadening, like you're making the circle of awareness so much bigger. Yeah. You should do like a GoFundMe or something to try to raise money for specific situations you don't know about. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been, I, I've been like, helping specific organizations. So there's an organization that I've been working with for a couple of years that I, you know, get people to donate there directly because I know they'll have better resources to put that money somewhere good than me. They already know how to move and who to go to and who to give the money to. So I do that instead. But I have been looking into maybe starting something myself, but I'm like, I don't want to add more. Like I could just direct it to somewhere else because I feel like when you add so many when you have too many organizations and too many people you can take money you can send money to it just gets confusing and it gets overwhelming for people who want to help yeah I want to thank James by the way for donating what you donated some money for my uh, my birthday for the mental health uh oh always for your birthday wherever wherever you direct it I'll, I'll donate to it man I appreciate that I thought you were about to say that he donated money to Lebanon for your birthday I was like oh my god <laughs> yeah I <laughs> My own Lebanon, mental health. <laughs> That's a good Lebanon too. Yeah. But yeah. it's just weird. So do you think, so what's going to happen with the people? Are people getting, first of all, is Corona now blowing up over there? Or that didn't really say Really bad. Really bad. It's a disaster. It's a disaster. I don't even know what's going to happen. I don't even know. We've had our highest number today of cases ever. And the thing is, in Lebanon, they're not testing people. So if you're getting tested, it means you're doing really bad. Right. Right. So when you see, oh, we have 600 cases of corona today, that means you have 600 bad cases. cases. Oh, man. Yeah. Because they're not just going around testing asymptomatic people. They're not really, you know, contact tracing. Right. You know, so it's like, I don't even know what the numbers are. Like, people can't, like... It's not like people were going around, but now people are afraid to go help on the streets as well. And I don't know what's going to happen with the complete mobilization since they're stopping everything. I don't know if they're going to force people who are out helping on the streets to go home. Now, what's happened even with government workers? Did they bank accounts get cleared out too? Like even military or police? Did the pol- who's paying the police? I, d- I, don't, I don't know what's going on with them. They're paying them, but barely anything. So I know that last month, as of last month, but that was already old news with everything that's going on the army wasn't being given meat anymore. A vegetarian army? That's no fighting force. (laughs) Good, weaken them. We need them weak right now. We need them weak because they're attacking us, so. That's always in history books and stuff when they stop feeding the army meat. Like when the army has to go meatless, that's when shit's about to pop up. That's going bad. When the army's eating the horse, you're gonna shoot and eat the horse, that's gonna be losing. Right, they need that meat to be happy. If you don't have a meat-needed army, (laughs) your army (laughs) needs to be needed. (laughs) Shit's about to get really bad. That's why they're like, that's why they're like, whatever, whatever, we'll just shoot whoever you tell us to shoot because they're full of meat. Yeah, that's right. If you, but when you don't have meat, you question things. Right, they're going to be like a, a vegan army. They just might as well just go home and like start gardening or something. <laughs> going to have a hangry army. Yeah. yeah. Uh, finally so open crying. up a cupcake store they always want. <laughs> <laughs> a well, vegan watch friends. What about the rest of your family? Like, have they expressed any interest in coming here? Or are they... Yeah. Are they and they, is the, do they even have access to leave the country now or? 
Well, yeah, they do. So we, we do have American citizenship because my dad lived here for a few years in the 80s. He went to college. Go. Good time to be here. You're going to be here, Pop. The 80s, baby. But he's never going to leave. My, so my dad's not going to leave. He's not going to leave. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Never. but why? Why not? Why not just move the family? You're here. Yeah, but they don't, it doesn't see, here's the thing, my parents lived through a 15 year civil war, right? And everybody who lived through that war and who's still in Lebanon at their age, they're like, yeah. we've seen it all, we've done it all, we're not going to leave now. Right. It's their whole lives, it's everything. At the end of the day, it's not easy to just up and leave. And then my mom has her parents, her parents can barely move. Uh, yeah. If my mom wasn't there right now, her parents would have been fucked. Because my, my grandma got injured in the explosion and sure. their house is completely shattered. They're staying with her and she's taking care of them. And they were in the house when it happened. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so my grandma was in her room and my, my grandpa was uh, in another room that was on the other side of the apartment. So the impact was less hard, but my grandma was on the side of the explosion. Right. So she got injured. Their air conditioning on the ceiling fell on her head. Jesus! Us. Yeah, which thank God is all that happened. Um, but if she was in the living room or in the dining room, I don't think she would have survived it. No, because it's there. It's a complete explosion. Over like the dining room table got catapulted to the other side of the apartment. Wow. So yeah. How far so, were they from the explosion? Like how far away? Pretty close. I mean, the explosion was. Three minutes away by car from where they live, and it was five minutes by car from where I live. Wow! It's like it's a street. It's a it's a road that I took every day to go to call to go to class when I was in college in Lebanon. I drove past that. It's you drive past the port all the time because it's by the by the center of Beirut. It's by the most busy area. So I passed by that port all the time. We used to party by that port. There was like a nightclub right by it. Really. And it was there in 2003. Here's the thing: it, that bomb um, obliterated one of like the, one of the neighborhoods that it killed, that it really shattered, is the neighborhood with all the bars and the restaurants that we go to all the time. Like those bars and restaurants is where I spent every every weekend, every night um, before I moved to America. So like from age 18 to age 22, I was there every single night. Actually, no, from age 15. We party from age 15, 14. We go to hey, bars. Wait a second. Yeah. Wait a second. Telling you Natalie, I don't think I approve of this behavior from <laughs> a Lebanese woman. But all right. Partying at 15 down by the by the ports. <laughs> yeah. That's what it, that's how docks. it is. We don't really have regulations there. Wow. You know, so, but, but the point is, these streets are usually super packed and super busy on Fridays and Saturday nights. Like on Friday and Saturday nights, every single young person in Lebanon is there. Every and what time of the day did this uh, explosion happen? So thank God it happened on a Tuesday at six. Because if this thing had happened on a Friday night, the youth of Lebanon would have been gone. That, that's it. It's everyone's there all the time. And it was there since 2013. So I'm, I had moments where I said there, I was like, I was there on those streets every weekend from 2013 to 2015 when I moved to New York. Well, why was it could this have went off at any point. Wow. Well, why, why was this left around since 2013? It's seven years to have something so dangerous just lying around. That's the question. That's why we're asking for an investigation. And they've been warned. They had, like, there was one person in charge down there who tried to file a complaint being like, this is dangerous. You need to remove this. And he got killed. What? He died. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why we're asking for an investigation right now. And they're like, 
nefarious investigation but you know usually if you want an investigation and you really need it to happen you get the government on it to create but they're the ones in charge and they're the ones who are responsible so why would they create investigation on themselves that will expose them somebody was Ooh. sitting on this somebody was sitting on all these explosives they all were know why i mean here here's the problem right you have the the beirut's in shambles you have no leadership you have no money you have no um you know you have investigations where people are getting killed you have many people in hospitals now and injured it's and then you have also the entire the entire world that's trying to help they are also recovering from disasters you know with the whole coronavirus awful timing so like like yes it's awful timing so the reality is uh re the countries that rebuild like if lebanon rebuilds that's great and i'm wondering though what's a worst case scenario like what do you do if rebuilding is hard i that's 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 the fear and that's the uncertainty and the 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 question the big question we're like what now because you could be even in the u.s they don't even know what to do in minneapolis let alone if there's like a, a war-torn destroyed country right so uh it's it's a scary situation then you have situations like in venezuela or colombia or whatever where just by their own corruption and decrepitude they're they're going away these countries are like dissolving and yeah. and they don't have the explosion right. so it's a it's a scary time well, yeah they said it was a welding accident so they said that I'm probably getting this wrong, but they said that the stuff was stored for a long time and there was like all this negligence around the way that it was supposed to be stored, right? Like those regulations and they weren't enforced because there's nobody around to enforce them or the people who are supposed to enforce it got bought off or whatever, right? So like a bunch of people fucked up and then a welder, an innocent welder was welding innocently and just set a mushroom cloud of like nuclear borderline explosives off that well, entire city. What was he welding? Like just an art project or what was going on? <laughs> His art installation near tons of dynamite that they just keep there since 2013 just to have around, I guess. <laughs> you know yeah, how there's like not the enough, money, like, enough dynamite for everybody? <laughs> there's just plenty of ammonium nitrate to go around, but there's no money in the banks at all. Nobody can eat food. <laughs> and how far did the shockwave go? really far i mean they I heard the explosion in cyprus that was like a movie because you know those buildings disintegrate like that right. it was like yeah. wait a minute that mushroom cloud it was it like explosion boost. and then explosion like the whole thing it looked like someone had singled out beirut to be wiped off the map that's what it was. right that's yeah, yeah. and there's i'm sure i'm sure there's something behind it that we're just we just that's bigger i'm sure there's no way this was just an, at the beginning they were like it's fireworks yeah fireworks yeah the, the government was like oh yeah it was a fireworks uh yeah. there was fireworks they all went off at once but, but to be honest it doesn't and i'm not political i'm not i don't know anything about israel lebanon whatever it doesn't sound like something that if, if you could figure out which country would do it then that country would be would have no other country friends forever so it, right. it seems right. like the simplest solution would be an accident because it's be too easy to figure out what, if it was an Israel doing it, it would be kind of easy to figure that out ultimately. And then Israel will have no, like the UAE 
peace deal. Like Israel would have no friends. But you know, it was not an accident uh, that it was there in the first place. That somebody knew it was there and didn't say, "What the fuck is this doing here?" And not knowing where it came from. That ain't no accidents. That's fucking sabotage. If you know that it's there and you know it's not being handled, you're not going to be the one to say something about it because it's not being handled for a reason, right? Like enough people high enough up are ignoring this giant problem that it's going to be a problem for you if you say anything. So why right. would anybody say anything? That investigator got killed for it. So who else want to speak up? Yeah. yeah, it's dirty business over there. It's what very dirty business because again, they're war leaders. Yeah. Yeah. These are warlords. That, who who benefits internally? It doesn't sound like anyone would benefit internally, though, if they had already kind of divvied up the country. Follow the money. Who paid for that shit in the first place and where it come from? Yeah. But all the money's out of the country now. Who, where? Gone. It got to be in some type of register on the boat or whatever brought it in. Where did it come from? from is that the actual mystery here though is that the the part that people don't know or is that the part that we don't know because i thought that part that we don't know i i knew it but you know i've i've been reading so much since this came out and who paid for it to get there that's it why was there Ammonium nitrate in Beirut. It comes up right away. Yeah. <laughs> Documents unearthed by Al Jazeera say the ammonium nitrate arrived in Beirut abo- aboard a Russian-owned, don't say any shrad, ship <laughs> after the vessel experienced mechanical problems at sea. Oh, I how coincidental. Bullshit. I don't believe it for one second. Mechanical and how long ago? Problems. And that was 10 years ago? Nobody came to pick this shit up? In 10 exactly. years ago, I don't to pick up their merchandise? the fuck out of here. fuck out of here. I do I not. want that shit from Russia from a dirty old fucking uh, a billionaire. Yeah. yeah. So they were saying it was supposed to be um, delivered to Mozambique, but it never made it there, which there is a, there's a woman, there's two chicks in Lebanon who made a very good Instagram video explaining, like going through in detail over that. And one of the girls was like, a delivery like that? doesn't just stop and then stay docked where it was. You don't need a dude in Mozambique sitting by the docks like this, looking at his watch like this. Where the fuck is my shit? Show me that dude. Show me the footage. I've heard 85,000 tons of ammonium nitrate. Right. Someone's like, look at the fucking time. It's ammonium nitrate time. Where is it? (laughs) Yeah. So it was supposed, uh, apparently it was supposed actually to land, not to land, I mean to dock in Lebanon, but... Why was it left there? Why was it there in the first place? Who wanted it? All the money. Who bought it? And where? Yeah, they talking shit. Wow. Yeah. You know, Russia. There are some speculations over who we think wanted it, but you know. Who you think? Who? I can't say their names here because you know it's not. I'll say it for gonna... you. It was. But there's Lebanese people. It's Lebanese leader. One of the other why you can't say it because they're really scary, and I understand. And you have family okay. over there, and I, we don't want you to get in trouble. Obviously, don't say anything that's going to come back to bite you or your family in the ass. But as okay, a, but there is somebody in charge of Lebanon. It's one of those people. As an Israeli Jew, yeah. I can comfortably point the finger at Hezbollah no matter what. <laughs> if a bird drops out of the sky, I'm like, Hezbollah did it. I don't even really I know. think one of those factions, one of those five factions, somebody was attacking another person in that faction. And they was bringing some shit in, and we was like, oh, we'll show them. And uh, it's a fight in a, in, a, in a circle of the power. Yeah, but you know what, Sharad, look. But you can't even get that kind of shit in the country without somebody out of th- those five fucking factions knowing about it or approving it. Am yeah, I right? But- 
here's why, look, unless it's someone even more powerful than they are with perhaps international connections, like an international terrorist. The white man. Across the entire Middle East, something like that. Like, you know, they can do, they can, those five dynasties or six dynasties or whatever can act with impunity in Lebanon because they're the ones in charge and nobody can um, challenge them. But, right, but I'm not sure if all five factions knew. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking one faction definitely knew. That's but fine, I don't know if all five knew that shit was there. But there is, it's, it's hard to hide that big of a thing. It's like, you know, in Jurassic Park or whatever, when there's like a bunch of scary dinosaurs and they're all fighting with each other and then something freaks them out and it zooms out and it's a much, much bigger, much scarier dinosaur. Like there's a much bigger dinosaur somewhere. But Karen, you'd be surprised what you can hide in public. Like a Liberace hid his sexuality for 20 years. Yeah, but sure, there was a complaint. They didn't believe it was gay. Oh, white people didn't believe it was gay. Was it hidden? But yeah, because everybody looked the other way. Yeah, but that's the thing. They filed an official complaint saying like some guy at the port went to the government and filed an official complaint like, in, like uh, through the law being like this is not safe you guys need to do something about it multiple times and, and they I, shut him off and then they shut him off they didn't kill him well i don't know how many of them complained there was one that one of the the main ones died right so yeah, yeah that was magically. The you kill one everybody else go like this uh i'm gonna talk about sports now <laughs> <laughs> i work in a sports section they knew they all knew. They all knew. They all knew. I'm not going to be like, it's just Hezbollah. It's also the other ones. Okay. They so how is the media, like, how's the news reporting on this? Are they, like, kind of keeping, they can't just report freely what they think or whatever, right? Yeah, it's tricky because the, Le- the Lebanese news stations are politically owned. Yeah. So those guys one all station said, all news One news station, the night of it, they said, what bomb? <laughs> I ain't hear no explosion. I slept like a baby. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> uh, I would say, um, actually, there's one CNN anchor from CNN World. So she's not from CNN America. She's from CNN World. I don't know where she's based. Yeah. Um, her name is Becky. I forget her last name, but her Instagram is, um, I think it's Becky CNN or CNN Becky. And she does a great coverage of it. Like she is very informed. She's very smart. She's very objective and she really knows how to cover it. And she has a, she had such a good coverage of it. Um, But besides that, I would just say the media doesn't exist in this day and age anymore. The media is the last one you want to trust. You just trust the people who are there and who are speaking. So Twitter and everything like that is still alive over there. Can they still use Twitter and Instagram and social media or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're still for now. For now, because you know the government going to shut that down. Well, we thought so many times that they would throughout the revolution since October, but they never did. So I don't know uh, if they can, actually. They probably don't even know how which button to click. They're so fucking stupid. They're not very smart men. How they long my family... Like this, hey, I have a fans-only page. I don't want to shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> how long have these five leaders been there? So it's not five leaders. It's not five families. Two. Five dynasties. Five families. So it's like it's five, there's like eight faction. political parties, I think, around eight political parties. Um, but so they've been there since 1990, basically when the war ended. So they were from 1975 to 1990. They were warlords. They were war leaders. They're militia leaders. And then when they signed the peace treaty in 1990, they gave each other the power. So they've been in power since. Since 1990, and then this new generation ain't having it. This new generation is like this, man. I don't owe you 
the silence my parents gave you. Right. I ain't scared of you. Fuck you. I don't believe in it. <laughs> and that scares people. That just yeah. not being scared of them is make, put fear in them. Exactly. It's a good thing to see. It's good to see these young kids uh, jumping up and fighting back for their rights because they don't want to live under the same knee to the neck that their fucking parents had to. And I don't blame them. Wait, are they are they fighting? It doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like these leaders are in danger of losing power right now. No, because right now, probably not. They need guns and support and shit like that. But I saw them throwing rocks over a fucking fence, and that's enough. The shit before they probably wouldn't do that. So I seen yeah. groups from out there throwing shit in the street. I'm like, yeah, fight for your shit. That's how yeah, you they're it. very angry and they're on the streets and they're very angry, like the people. Yes, the people. And if there's a, a matter of time before the military and the police realize they're the people too, stupids. That would be the dream, because if that happens, then that would be for me the biggest hope for a reform. Right. But I've never seen that. Historically, when have you ever seen the police go, all the police go, you know what? We're going to drop our our weapons. And I have seen a lot of stuff. Uh, Russia. Of, I never thought I'd see um, uh, police around the country taking a knee for black lives. You think of uh, sheriffs? Yeah, but Sherrod, not enough of them. Not knee. enough. But not I all never of them. thought I would see one. You know, <laughs> one. I, not, not all of them. One. Not, I thought I would never see. I'm talking, I lived through motherfuckers getting plungers stuck up the ass in New York City. And they they still didn't say sorry, okay? They have a yeah. soothe. I see motherfuckers get shot over a wallet. Motherfuckers still ain't, they ain't taking, they ain't no solidarity, period. So now yeah. you see as many as I saw taking a knee and saying, that's remarkable. I never thought I was going to see that shit. And that's that's being honest. Yeah. <laughs> and that's in the in the worst cases. You don't put a plunge up anybody's ass because of the you the cops. How is that ever a federal? How is that a case? Right. But they did that and still didn't apologize for that. So, yeah, I never thought I'll see them saying, "Hey, that that mo that one did wrong." Never thought I'd see it. <laughs> yeah. Also, I, I would say in uh, uh, when there was a coup against Gorbachev that one time, and Yeltsin got on a tank, and the police did drop their guns, and Yeltsin took over. Yeah. It happens. So it was, happens in history where they, the, 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 the military, the first, the motherfuckers in the front go like this, man, this is stupid. And then so then why, so then why is it not happening today? This is what's driving me nuts. I don't understand. I see it happening in front of my eyes and I just don't understand. I'm like, how? But yeah. you're one of the people. How? But it's going to come a breaking point. There. A breaking point got to come. It got to come. Because the problem is like this, fuck you, don't come home for high holiday. Because we saw you out there fighting against our rights, stupid. <laughs> the, the, the problem is everything is so fractured now, and there's usually there's outside forces willing to help, and but everybody else is is going through problems. So that's it's, the thing. It's very difficult. You're on your own right now. Look, my uh, sister, one of my sisters worked for uh, 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 child services, New York State, New York City, and uh, and during this whole quarantine thing, one people people don't know realize that abuse, domestic abuse. It's on the rise during yeah. quarantine because now you're trapped in a house with your abuser. And uh, right. that's the same with child abuse. These kids ain't going to school getting away from it. They got to stay in the house with their abuser. So it was yeah. on the rise. And I said, uh, I said to my sister Bridget, I was like, hey, these kids, you know, they, <laughs> they're going through a lot right now. How do we, she's like, yeah, but we can't go in there. It's like, it's coronavirus. They want to let, we can't go in the house. So right now these kids got to, they got to take one for the team. It's horrible. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm hearing these uh, child abuse hotlines. It's like 20 times the volume of, of phone calls. 
Yep. Off the hook because of quarantine, because you trapped now. You used to get fucking 12 hours away from your abuser. Now you got to be trapped in the house with him or her. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know what? That's I, true. Well, I, feel like, I feel like we're, this is like the Justice League satellite, and we're like planning which country or situation to save. Let's go into the homes. If they can't go into the homes, let's go into the homes, and then we're going to fly Lebanon and take over yeah. and, and restore democracy. Have you ever heard of, um, I don't know, it's a weirdly complicated game, so I feel like it was modeled after a video game, which has like all these moving parts, but there's this board game called Pandemic that my ex and I played once during the pandemic, like we tried, and it's just like that, like there's like a pandemic here, a pandemic here, so there's an explosion there, you have to like figure out how to allocate your resources, you can only jump from here to here and there's a specific thing, and then you have to set up a lab or whatever, and then like every single time the whole thing just goes to shit like it's just not possible yeah. to beat this level of we're pandemic. living that right now yeah that's that's what's going on i don't know why you guys would play that game and induce yourself in more anxiety yeah we we, we should play, <laughs> played we it one play. time and then we, we were we, like yeah. we should break up <laughs> was that what caused it i'm not gonna I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that the board game is what caused it, but I, in my like autopsy of this relationship, I'm not gonna rule it out yet. <laughs> I think that That's would be unscientific, and I'm dextering my way through my life, so I'm gonna say maybe, <laughs> because the game is hard to win, and then you feel like you personally let everybody down during a critical virus. So if I can't even get a game right, if I can't even win pandemic. How am I gonna win pandemic? Do you know what I mean? Like I get it, but stop referencing Dexter now that you're watching stupid Dexter nigga. Nine years. Well here forensic this, forensic that. Yeah. Dexter is in Miami. That's the problem. And he works for Miami Metro PD. So all this child abuse that's going on in New York State, we're like a little bit out of luck, you know? We could like- It's going on everywhere. It's going on every state. It's going on everywhere. I mean, but I don't know his name. Is it Dexter? There is a conveniently located Dexter in Miami dispatching one abuser after the other. And now we just have to fend for ourselves. It's like our own little Lebanon here in New York. I agree. Well, you know, you know, we're praying for Beirut and everybody there because it's a serious situation. And I don't know when it's going to get, you know, sorted out, but they're in my prayers. Uh, you want to do some pluggy, pluggy, plug, plugs? Where can people find you, Nat? They can find me on Instagram at Nat Your Color, and they can also find some two. I'm going to just say put two names of great organizations that you can donate to if you want to. One is one of them is called Impact.Lebanon. And they, it's a friend of mine that started in London. It's they're doing a great job. It's the one all the celebrities are donating to. So if you oh, want to you know, join the cult. And then there's another one, which is Seal for Lebanon, which is Seal like the singer, S-E-A-L for Lebanon, which are also doing a great job and really sending money and resources to everyone on, on the ground. So find them first and then find me on uh, Instagram at Nat Your Color. Nice. Perfect. Thanks for coming on. You know, I always Thank appreciate you having you on the show me. and sharing your, you know, experience and knowledge. Thank you, Sherrod. Oh, uh, Jamesy, pluggy plugs? Nothing. I'm, I'm going to plug Race Wars, the, the best podcast on the planet. There we go. Finally, some respect. Huh? You see that white daughter? Yep. I said it first. Um, okay. You can hit us up. You can hit me up at Karen Margolis on everything. K-E-R-E-N-M-A-R-G-O-L-I-S. 
um, check out our YouTube. We will have those two organizations that you just mentioned linked in the description. And also check out Two Black Guys with Good Credit, the Two Black Guys with Great Credit. And I'm on the show. I'm really excited. Thank you. You on the episode or something? Yeah. So I'm, um, I'm filling in as their third chair. Uh, either for now or forever. And it is like a very, very uh, dope-ass financial literacy show, which is like these two black guys who really have their shit together and they just explain to you how to fix certain shit or not get into trouble in the first place or break down like finance stuff that you might not otherwise know about, but in a way that's like cool and funny. And now I'm there, so you know it's great. And um, yeah, check it out. We're doing the next episode that I'm on today, so. All right, Karen, that's enough. Let's get back to one black guy who don't got his shit together. <laughs> <Yeah>. Who, me? <laughs> check out Race Wars on the YouTube channel, right? YouTube? Yep, yep. Check us out because the video and all that, the audio, all that is on there. And check out Small Ball, my sports comedy podcast with Embassy Row. You can check that out on Apple Music and Spotify. What a show. Can't wait for the stage to be back. Everybody had fun? Yeah. Yes. What a good time, huh? So, such a great time talking about explosions and death and right. the destruction of a country and corruption. I just hope uh, it's all in a day's work, James. <laughs> That's what we do. Peace out. Race Wars. We are here.